So who's going first, Julia? Um, let's see. Do you mind going first, PB? Oh, sure. I'll go first. Okay. So um, this month I read, or, well, we read um, The Thief by Megan Whalen Turner. And um, it's set, uh, well, the setting is kind of inspired by Greece. Well, kind of a, a little bit of ancient Greece and a little bit of uh, more modern Greece. So um, anyway, it's, um, there's, um, I guess I'll just start with the plot. Um, it starts out with the main character um, who goes by Jen, and he um, is in prison because uh, before the book began, he uh, went around town um, bragging that he could steal anything, and he uh, bet someone that he could uh, steal the king's signet ring, and of course he did, and the next day he went um, and sh showed the ring as proof to this guy uh, in a bar, and of course um, he got arrested um, because, you know, everyone knew that he had gone around bragging that he could do this and so it starts out with him in prison and of course you can probably tell by um, the circumstances that he's either very stupid or he wanted to get caught and um, it's pretty clear early on that he's not stupid so um, the book starts um, as he has been in prison for a few months, and um, the king's magus, who is just like this uh, very knowledgeable scholar um, slash advisor for the king, wants him to uh, help steal something. And so uh, the magus takes Jen, along with um, his two apprentices and a bodyguard on this um, long trip to um, seal this uh, artifact, which is um, kind of legendary, um, but it's, it's known to have existed, um, but the origins of the artifact um, are believed to be, um, you know, created by gods. And while um, people still kind of claim to believe in the gods, they're more like um, just nominal, like, you know, just, they don't, um, actually think the gods are real and if they are real then they certainly don't care about um average humans and <laughs> so um or, or yeah that's you know what they believe um at the time of the book and um it turns out that this um artifact well sorry no um 
yeah the artifact um that they are um trying to uh steal is this um it's supposedly uh anyone who has that artifact is the rightful ruler of one of the um three main kingdoms of the book and so well in the book there are three kingdoms um there's uh sunus which is where uh the book starts out and then there's edis which is kind of like a mountain kingdom in the middle of the other two um it's more of like a peacekeeper because it controls um this mountain pass between the other two larger kingdoms on either side of it and the two larger kingdoms are um always trying to like you know conquer each other but um they can't do it because um edis is in the way and anyway and so the king of sunus uh wants this artifact so that he will uh be able to claim that he is the rightful king of edis and he will force the queen of edis to marry him and then he will use their two combined countries to um conquer the third country which is atolia and um you know the justification for this is that there is this um huge empire across the sea that um and they know that if um these three countries keep fighting amongst themselves that they'll just um you know be weakening themselves and the um empire across the sea is, wants to conquer them all and um so they the plan the magus's plan is that um by finding this artifact um which has been lost for hundreds of years and giving it um to the king of sunus and eventually leading to um the conquering slash uniting of all three of these smaller uh countries that they will um be able to uh you know stay independent from the larger empire across the sea and um so i guess yeah that's the main plot um and there def there are a lot of well what i liked about the book is that um there are a lot of kind of surprises at the end or things that um in retrospect they're very clear and definitely on a reread there um there it's um it's not like uh it's like you can definitely uh figure things out if you pay attention and read between the lines a little bit um as to find out what's going on behind the scenes but um i think it just it did a you know good job of um having foreshadowing but not making everything you know too obvious so that there's still some nice little surprises um and i also really loved the main character but um as well as the series continues that um the books don't focus on the main character as much which i don't like so the first book of this series is actually my favorite um and um but well yeah and also about um 
the first time I uh, read this book, it was actually, I got it from Bookshare. And this time around, I did see that um, there, like the NLS version has been uploaded to Bard. So I tried that out and it was, you know, not bad other than one thing that um, the narrator mispronounces the main character's name in the first book, which really caught on my nerves, although. Um, other than that, um, I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a little like um, kind of more slow paced than the kind of books that I usually like. Uh, it's a lot of kind of traveling and they also go through a lot of um, the lore of, you know, their, uh, you know, made up pantheon and all these legends about, you know, uh, how the world was created and how these, um, how, you know, how, like they have certain geographical, um, things like that they have um, legends about specific geographical areas that, you know, as they're traveling through this burned out um, patch, for example, they they um, have this legend of how this giant like thing of land got destroyed. And I thought that was, you know, pretty interesting. I don't think I've read another book where um, I guess the religion was so like directly related to, you know, concrete things that, you know, people could point to and yet people still don't, um, don't really think the gods are real, even though these, they have these real specific um, stories about how, you know, stuff happened that, yeah, anyway, but it's, it's, yeah. It's a good book, I think, and um, it's the first book of a six-book series, and the sixth book is actually supposed to be uh, available this October, so I'm still not sure what I think of the series overall because of, you know, it's things that happen later on in the series, but I think if the last book is as good as the first one, then I will definitely love it. So yeah, that's it for me. Cool, that sounds like a good book. I like series, well, at least most of the time anyway. <clears throat> Um, I guess I'll go next. Um, I read a book called, oh, did I talk about it last month? Hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> called Uprooted by Naomi Novik. Doesn't sound familiar. Oh yeah. Last month you talked about Spinning Silver. So. Okay. Yeah. So that was the other book. Same okay. author. This is one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I, like, read them in the same month, but then I only talked about one month, so. Yeah, this was the other one that my sister-in-law recommended by her. Um, Yeah, so this one's interesting. Um, 
totally different plot than the other one, but um, I guess this one was based on like a pol- Polish folktale or something. I don't even know which one it was, but whichever one, I've never heard of it. Um, so every 10 years, the a wizard who is called the dragon um, picks a girl to go study with him for 10 years and then they are released back into the world and they're they're 17 when they go um and i guess it's only people born on like certain years like through certain months and certain years and so it's the this village's turn and everybody thinks that this girl named kasha will be chosen but this other girl who's the main character i cannot even remember her name now sorry (laughs) (laughs) really well this is a polish name and um, so it's at least more memorable than like normal fantasy names, but um, yeah, it just slipped my mind. But so she gets picked, and she's all upset because she because her and Kasha are best friends, um, and and then she gets taken off to the wizards. It's like this, just like this tower on the edge of the sea, pretty much, and um, and there's she finds like this note that says, yeah, if you just you know feed him lunch at this time and you know then talk to him for a bit and then he'll leave you alone but turns out she has magic and of course because what would fantasy be without magic um and so the wizard's like trying to teach her magic um and nothing's working and turns out she has a different type of magic than the wizard and then there's this prince who wants to get his their back because they're fighting this the evil that's actually a wood that's just kind of been there forever and it like lowers people and basically turns them into trees they're called heart trees and his mother the prince's mother uh got taken like 20 years ago by the the prince of this other like their enemy principality and that's why there's been like this kind of war brewing ever since and so, yeah, I don't want to give away any more of the plot, but. So, if you don't want to give any more of the plot, what's the theme? Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I always sucked at themes in English class. Oh, dear. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ask a, 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 <laughs> a, a question that's verboten. I've. No, it's not. It's just, it just reminds me. It's funny because I would get everything else right and then I would say, what's the theme? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) The theme is the point of the book. Why why was it written in the first place? What's the author's main point that that she, he, she is making? Oh, I see. Um... Can't seem to remember how it ends, so that's kind of a problem. Well, it has nothing to do with whether how it ends. It's <laughs> why. What is she showing? What? Why? Um, you know why? Why did she write the thing? Now, of course, you know themes come. You know, they're your classic themes: the man against nature. Right. You know, nature against. Uh, Man against man, uh, growing up, 
you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but so would you say it's, it's the, the girl growing up and learning about herself and her magic? Um, that's probably one of them. Okay. I mean, it's also, I think it's also a certain, you know, sort of the typical like good versus evil thing. Cause the wood is nature, but it's kind of, it's been corrupted. So it's like, ah, the wood. You know, nature okay. got amok. Who's behind the wood? Nobody seems to know that. They said it was just there like forever. And they even like this, this older race was defeated by it. Ah, it came before the humans. Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Okay. Just curious. <laughs> I should go back to English class. No. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I, I do have a degree in English from some time <laughs> back in the dark ages, so... If I ask yeah. English teacher questions, it's probably why. <laughs> well, that makes um, for interesting discussions. Do you want uh, uh, Marshall to go before me, or can I go? No, you can go. Okay. All right. Well, I have spent the last month uh, reading Mercedes' lackey books. Woohoo! And I really have enjoyed these darn things. I have read the Collegium Chronicles, which I had never read before. And this is a pentology, quintology. It's a quintology. And the main character is a guy named Mags. M-A-G-S. And he, the, the vast part of this series is all about Mags growing up and learning who he is and, and um, not only who he is in the sense of, of you know, his inner being, uh, but also his origins because he starts out as a slave in a gem mine. And his life is just terrible, just awful. I mean, you know, he lives, you know, he sleeps under the floor of a barn. You know, he he gets very little food. He works from dawn until dusk. He's beaten and he's maltreated and, you know, all of this, along with all of his fellow gem miners, and all of a sudden, uh, this white horse shows up at the gates of the mine and won't go away. <laughs> and if you know Mercedes Lackey, you know that, that uh, you know, it's not really a horse, it's a companion. And, um, you know, he, he uh, is introduced to his companion in a rather dramatic fashion because uh, the herald who the, the companion has summoned to help him out 
uh, just kind of takes him and plumps him on top of the of his companion and then just starts going off at a trot, you know, to, to wherever he's going back to the, um, the military station, the whatever. And, you know, of course this poor little kid, you know, he's, he's hungry, he's tired, he's dirty. He's, you know, he's absolutely terrified. And, and, uh, they take him into the into the barracks and they give him a bath. And the description of the way they gave him a bath, I mean, they, you know, they scrubbed him down with floor brushes. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so he comes out and he's wearing somebody's old clothes and he gets to the the doorway of the of the place there and the horse is there you know the white horse that is the companion and he meets his companion and they have a a, a revelation together you know they, the, the companion has chosen him and so it goes on from there but the thing is that Mags does not know who his real parents are and this is the the overriding um, idea that goes through all five books, that he's got to find out who his parents are so that he knows who he is in the, in the family sense of the word. And I won't tell you who he really is because that would be telling, but I have to say that Mercedes Lackey really knows how to write and you know she she writes books that are fast moving and you can't really put them down because they they just hold your attention and so um i have been as i say for the past little while reading all these Mercedes Lackey books. And I highly recommend the Collegium Chronicles. I think they're just as good as the, um, the Queen's, uh, the Queen's Herald or the Heralds of the Herald of the Queen, whatever. The Arrows of the Queen is the, is yeah. the first trilogy. Right. Right. Um, and I think they're just as good. And, um, I think that uh, they're well worth a read um, if you like that sort of thing. And of course, there's magic and there's so forth, and there's um, there's a lot of of interaction at the Collegium, uh, which is you know the same sort of thing that you get in any book where you have a, a young kid who's growing up and he's going to school. For whatever reason, you know, whether it's Hogwarts or, or the Collegium or, or wherever, you know, the the problems are somewhat the same. But she does this so well that, um, you know, it's not boring at all. And I, I frankly, had a great time reading these books. That's it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's actually funny because I was I think I was talking maybe a few months ago and I was saying that I thought the Arrows of the Queen books were a lot better than the other books, so it's interesting to hear a different opinion. It kind of varies because I think I've read it the whole Arrow series and there are you know some I liked some I didn't like and she seems to alternate Uh, for example there's the sequel to the Collegium series Mags has grown up and he's now got kids and the story is told from the point of view of the kids and they don't seem to grab me quite as much as the Collegium or the Arrows of the Queens series did. So, well, that's interesting you should say that because I, I sort of like those. I read those too. <laughs> oh, I've, I've been drowning in Mercedes Lackey. Um, and, uh, you know, I sort of like those, but you're right. They're not, they're not as strongly written as the uh, as the others um, and I don't know maybe the I will read the next one if she manages to write it before she dies <laughs> well so many of these authors their series get so long you know it's like yeah. um, the Wheel of Time series oh god oh, I didn't even you know. read that <laughs> The author died before he finished the series, and I think right. it lost something after about the six after it re, after the book started reading six or seven hundred pages. But the author died, and I don't think Brandon Sanderson did as good a job as the original author. Anyway, well, I've started looking for books to read, and. I started rereading the Dresden Files series. Oh, yes. Uh, And the first time I read them, I really liked them. I don't recommend rereading them. Uh, (laughs) But basically, the stories take place in Chicago. The primary character is a guy named Harry Dresden, who is a practicing wizard and has a business that advertises himself as a wizard, which, of course, in the series, everybody thinks he's crazy or a charlatan, and he isn't. The other primary character is a lady police officer named Murphy, who is in charge of the uh, unexplained cases department. And they go through various adventures. The book I specifically read, well, actually, I read about four of them already. But the book I liked the best was called Full Moon. And it was about werewolves. And the werewolves, the first case, the werewolves have killed 
the bodyguard of a crime lord of Chicago who resents it considerably. And it involves the FBI, who are totally reprehensible characters, it turns out. Um, And Dresden has to go through all of these things to figure out where the werewolves are and stop them from killing people. And eventually he does it. When I first read the series, I enjoyed it, although... As it got later and later into the series, I liked them less and less. Um, But this one was a pretty good book. Um, But I don't think I'm going to try and reread the others. I think, Anne, thank you very much. I will go back and read my favorite Arrows books again. Because, frankly, I haven't found anything on Bard that's really grabbed me for almost a year now. Uh, They just don't seem to be finding authors that can write good books. Well, um, more power to you, because I've done a lot of rereading of stuff, uh, especially within the past couple of years, I find that, um, well, especially during 2018 when I was so sick, I wanted to read stuff that I knew, and it it was comforting to read stuff that I knew. And then once, you know, we started with this whole malarchifist this year, I've been rereading stuff that I know because I want to you know, at least escape for part of the day um, because I get so tired of all the figures and the the numbers of dead and, you know, all this. And I just, I I need to escape. (laughs) So I've been rereading my favorites. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I don't even try and watch the local news anymore for the same reason I'm tired of hearing you know number of dead number of cases whether we're going to have a second wave next year um, how do I get a haircut um, Hey, I don't know if you got, ladies have trouble, but my hair's getting long enough. I've been shaving it with my razor to get it to shorten it up a bit because there are certain places that it touches what drives me crazy. <laughs> well, my hair is getting longer and longer, and, and you know, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, I just, my bangs are so long, I have to floop them over to the left. But, um, you know, they're just, they're too long because otherwise they, they hang down over my eyes and I can't stand that. Yeah. Not because I can't see, but because they itch. (laughs) Yeah. Same problem. Uh, But anyway, I'm glad I can 
read a cup reread a couple of the Mercedes Lackey series. There you go. Um, and in mysteries, I just finished rereading the Posadas County mysteries. Oh, I've got those two. I should I should dig those out. Yeah. Um, that's uh, Havil, is it? Stephen Havel, yes. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, because I've I've got his stuff. I just have to dig it off the uh, the uh, external hard drive. Yeah. Well, I wish Bard would read the last two books of the series. They've got all the rest, but except the last two. No, right right here, regional. What can I tell you? I might. They probably say, well, we can't do anything now with the situation the way it is. (laughs) Well, I think it seems to me that aren't they get, it seems like you're getting a lot of books from local, i.e. state libraries, that they aren't doing as many. But anyway, yeah, probably. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to stand social distancing. <laughs> well, I know what you mean. I'm I. I I know exactly what you mean. I'm. Um, you know, I really could use a hug, um, but. Anyway, never mind. The cat gives me hugs. So that's yeah, good. right. You know, he's a good kitty. He really is. He's awful sweet. So, um Speaking of kitties, did you hear the two cats caught the coronavirus? I heard the tigers did. Cats and dogs get it too. Do they oh. really? That's yeah. what I've heard. I know that I still don't know how someone with coronavirus got close enough to a tiger to give it a coronavirus. <laughs> well, maybe one of the zookeepers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, I don't think I'd want to get that close to a tiger regardless. Although they are pretty animals. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Tiger King on Netflix? No. What was the name of that? Tiger King? I might go watch that. Well, there's nothing on our there's nothing on commercial TV. Well, there hasn't been for at least a decade. Yeah. So I'm just as happy to have an antenna. I get like 10 or 12 channels, but I don't use them all. I mean, yeah. I, I listen to the news and that's about it. You know, so, but anyway, well, I suppose I ought to get off of here and go to bed, um, unless somebody else has anything else to do. <laughs> Have we all gone? We've all gone. I think so, yeah. We were just kind of yakking the last few minutes. Right. Well... Good luck, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks. You too. Yeah. Enjoy you wearing too. your masks. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the next meeting, 
Hold on, let me look this up. Let's see, May. Oh, Handy dandy pocket calendar. Calendar. Yes, from Xavier Society. (laughs) Let's see, May. Put that on a t shirt. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, May. No. Ah, here we go. All right, now let's see. The fourth Wednesday, right? Sixth, thirteenth, twentieth. Okay, it will be the twenty seventh. May twenty seventh. Yeah. Hopefully by then we won't be as socially distanced as we are now. Well, hopefully. We can always we can always hope for that. Well I'm not very optimistic. I'm I'm almost more afraid of what they're going to have to do to get things going again. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, we haven't even gotten the testing stuff straightened out, and that's like (laughs) 1.1.1. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, let's not worry about it. I'm off, guys, if you don't mind. Have a good month, folks. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. On that unhappy note, bye-bye.